0: Well, good morning, church family. A blessing to be with you, and I want to say it as well. Happy Mother's Day to all you moms that are here, to all you that may be expecting, and some still don't know it yet. You're hiding that out. And also to those online, Deb and I want to say a delight to be with you. We received uh, that little package yesterday, priority mail, that I had tapped your pastor about to be sure to hold on to. We thought it was something perishable when you find it put it in the fridge. And we we got it. It was in the fridge, and it was... A little note, we FaceTimed our youngest son, Stephen, and his wife, Amelia, in Alaska. They wanted us to open it. I said, that's pretty light for perishable. And in it was a little ultrasound sonogram with number. our four- 14th grandchild Amen. on the way, due December 4th. Amen. And So we have our youngest daughter with the 13th on the way. In June, the end of June, and then little Stephen with his wife Amelia with our 14th, and uh, a blessing, and I thought how appropriate for Mother's Day to, to receive that news. Take your Bibles, and let's go to Proverbs 31 this morning. I enjoyed the special greatly, Amen. and uh, you know, it's always appropriate to talk about Calvary, no matter what the occasion and somebody, I heard this said, and I've repeated it over and over, because maybe you're visiting this morning, you say it's Mother's Day, and you will hear a Mother's Day message, but but really, at the end of it all, we owe everything to Jesus Christ. It's not just the birth, it's the new birth that makes a difference, not just for time, but even for eternity. And I want to remind you, and people struggle today, and I... I appreciate the transparency of our sister as you all got up to sing and something, whatever it was that happened in your family. have no idea, but bad things do happen. We're in a sing-cursed world. That's just the way it is. But I want to remind you, never allow, never allow something that happened to you ever become greater than what Jesus did for you. All right? He truly, truly casts a giant shadow at Calvary the blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse you of all sin. You say, but it's been an imperfect world, and imperfect family. That's why they don't call this place heaven. Jesus came to give you life and life more abundantly, not just here, but on the other side as well. Amen. Proverbs 31, a classic scripture I want to begin reading in verse number 10 on this Mother's Day. Proverbs 31, 10 says, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ship. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth the field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hand, she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength, and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor, yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household. For all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry or clothing, Silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. And she looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. This morning on this Mother's Day, I want to preach and teach a message entitled A Tribute to Motherhood. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you this morning for the great honor and privilege to be in your house and once again with your people. Lord, as we gather this morning, we recognize we gather in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the giver of eternal life. We ask in his name you would bless our time together. Lord, I pray this morning that your son would be exalted in our midst. May he have the chief seat among us. And if there's one here unsaved or tuned in that isn't saved, May today be the day their faith finds a resting place in Jesus Christ alone. But for each of us, Lord, today, help us to honor mothers. Help us to see what you say see, say about motherhood. And Father, may we be those that don't simply repeat it with our lips, but may we live it with our lives. Thank you for our mothers today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. A tribute... <coughs> To motherhood. I note here that oftentimes we look at this world as a man's world, but I want to note it really isn't a man's world, for when you think about it, when a young man is born, they always ask, how is the mother? When a young man gets married, they say, isn't she a lovely bride? Amen. And when a, when a man dies, they always ask, how much did he leave his wife? Amen. Motherhood was in, it, by the way began Anna M Jarvis proposed it in 1905 in West Virginia to honor her mother and President Woodrow Wilson ratified that and made it an official holiday in 1914 and Mother's Day has always been a special day before cell phones came along there was one day out of the year that the phone lines were always jammed I remember that day I always would call my mom Saturday And I noted that phone lines never jammed for Father's Day. They only jammed for Mother's Day. That was the day that was inundated with calls to mothers. What does God's Word say about motherhood today? If you have your pens, I did a little handout just for this sermon, just for this lesson I put together this morning. And the first thing I want to note is this. Motherhood is an honored an exalted position according to the word of God write that down motherhood is an honored and exalted position according to the word of God proverbs 31 says this in verse 31 give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates do you know this morning that motherhood is God's desire and design For ladies, go back to Genesis with me in Genesis chapter 1. Motherhood is honorable. And we're living in a day-to-day where childbearing is often downplayed. We're living in a day-to-day where when you make the announcement you're expecting, some people want to send you a sympathy card. We're living in a day-to-day where society minimizes motherhood, castigates it as archaic and old-fashioned and fuddy-duddy, Let me remind you, the devil is always against what God is for. You cannot base what's right or wrong on society. You must base it on the word of God. And God has exalted motherhood. God has exalted womanhood. Look in Genesis chapter 1, and notice with me in verse number 28, notice the command, so God, verse number 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created He Him. Male and female created He them. And God blessed them and God said unto them what? Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. You know God has desired and designed that women would have a phenomenal role in society and that would be through motherhood. God exalts and honors motherhood. It's His desire And it's design. It's his design. And notice in chapter three of Genesis, in verse number twenty, one of God's greatest emblems and ratifications of His desire for womanhood, we find in Genesis three twenty, and Adam called his wife's name Eve. Why? Because she was the say it mother of all living. Motherhood is an honored and exalted position. The very first woman in the Word of God was a wife and a mother. Reminds you, God didn't have her be the first astronaut. Amen? The first woman in the Bible wasn't the first CEO of some major corporation. Y'all with me? The first woman in the Word of God was a mother. Amen? Amen? Motherhood is an honored and exalted position. God honors mothers today. God honors marriage today. Don't need to turn there. Hebrews 13 says that marriage is honorable in all, and the bed is undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. God honors marriage. God honors motherhood. 1 Peter 3, 7, husbands are commanded to honor their wife. In, in Ephesians 6, 2, children are commanded to honor or highly regard their mother. Amen? And notice, and I want to share this, uh, this is even in our American society, though it's being torn down, we will find motherhood has been exalted. Thomas Edison said this, he said, I, I did not have my mother long, but she cast over me an influence which has lasted all my life. The good effects of her early training I can never lose. If I had not be, if it had not been for her appreciation and her faith in me at a critical time, in my experience, I should never likely have become an inventor, he said. I was always a careless boy, and with a mother of different mental caliber, I should have turned out badly. But her firmness, her sweetness, her goodness were potent powers to keep me in the right path. My mother was the making of me, Edison writes. The memory of her will always be a blessing to me. In New York Harbor stands the Statue of Liberty for over a century now. This liberty enlightening the world has towered over Bedloe Island. Near the entrance of New York Harbor is a symbol of freedom which we enjoy as Americans. At the start, when Bartoldi looked for a model whose form and features he could reproduce as Lady Liberty, Bartoldi was the sculptor of Lady Liberty, the Statue of Liberty, he received much contradictory advice. One of the leading art authorities advised him that the statues should depict figures of thought which are grand in themselves. And Bartholdi, after examining outstanding heroes and heroines, chose as a model for that colossal masterpiece, his own mother. I want to say that not only the Word of God, but many of us today would say this clearly. Motherhood is an honored and exalted position according to the Word of God and those who love Scripture. Amen? But second of all, motherhood is a blessed privilege. Write that in. Motherhood is not only an honored and exalted position according to the word of God, but it's also a blessed privilege. Go to the 127th Psalm and look at what the psalmist says here. Psalm 127. The 127th Psalm. The Bible says in verse number one, a springboard text that many a time I've used at family camp. Psalm 127.1 says, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain, that build it. And except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It's vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. Now look at verse 3. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord. They're an inheritance from God. And notice this. And the fruit of the womb is his What? Reward. There we see that according to God, motherhood is a blessed privilege. You know, the world says children are a burden. The word of God says children are a blessing. Amen. Amen. Hannah cried out for children in 1 Samuel chapter 8. She wept and even stopped eating. She so desired to be a mother. She so desired to have a child. And God granted her the petition of her heart. John 16, 21, even Jesus himself said that when a child is born to the woman, there's joy when that child is born. And look in Psalm 113 with me. We're in the Psalms. Just scroll a little earlier. And look at how the Spirit of God shows us that motherhood is a blessed privilege. In Psalm 113 Begins with these words, Psalm 113, verse 1, Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Now look at verse 7. Look at this upward direction in Psalm 113, verse 7. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth the needy out of the dunghill, and where does he send them? To a higher plane, that he may set him with princes, even the princes of his people. Pause for a moment. Here in this psalm, I see the direction is God takes the poor, and he lifts him up, and blesses him, and puts him up with princes. Amen? And I'm going to say, God will change you if you'll trust him. Amen? And he'll leave, you, he'll leave you in better condition than he found you. All right? And though you may be poor, you can become rich for his sake. Amen? That he who was rich became poor so you might have the riches of heaven. God is able to take the poor. And notice this isn't a negative. This is a positive, And take him from down here and put him up there. That's the positive. But look at the next verse. Because look at what he says here. He says, not only can he do that in verse 9, but he maketh the barren, barren woman. There's that thought, no children, wishing they had a child. He can take that barren woman to keep house and then become a joyful mother of children. You know what that verse tells me? Motherhood is a blessed privilege. Amen? It's an honor. It's an exalted position. And it's a blessed privilege to be lifted up and have the honor of bearing children. Amen. Boy, you say that today. Look at what's going on out there. Just look at what's going on out there today. Let me tell you something. Anything God's for, Satan is against. And people who aren't saved will be against that. Almost without fail. God's for order. Satan's for disorder, amen? God is for life, and abundantly, Satan is for death, all right? You watch our young people get involved with, with satanic things. and Death is the byproduct. Things die, even themselves. Y'all with me? And God is for motherhood, and God is for womanhood, wives, marriage, and mothers. And I'm going to just tell you, society and Satan do not like that, that structure that God has designed. It's just if God's for it, Satan says, I'm against it. And he wants to tear down everything God builds. God lifts up the poor and puts them with princes. Satan's never happy when somebody gets saved and becomes a child of the king. Amen. But God can take a woman and bless her with children, and there's an, And Satan's not happy with that either. And he uses sly devices, but at the end of the day, Satan is pro-death, and he's anti-God, and he's not pro-family, and he's not pro-children. Amen. 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 We're watching it come. I think of the irony of the day-to-day, how on Mother's Day, Churches are being picketed by a group of people whose mother chose to keep them rather than kill them. The irony of the moment is amazing today. Motherhood is an honored and exalted position. Motherhood is a blessed privilege. I want to note this. That joyful mother of children says it all because as I've traveled through the hospitals as a volunteer chaplain... As I have visited hospitals and our first and second child being born and the other four were home birthed, let me just tell you something I've never seen. I've never seen a sad or embarrassed mother. When that little one shows up, there's joy. I don't care how ugly that little thing looks. You all with me? I'm telling you the truth. When my first one showed up, I went Seriously. I mean all they you know the movies never show you that moment. You know and it's like hi yay yay. And I had to make myself go, "Hey, that's good. Yay." You know. <laughs> Didn't have to make her do that. Amen. First she's glad it's over, but second of all, oh man, just automatically. I've never seen a sad mother. I've never seen a disgusted mother. I've never seen an ashamed mother. There's just joy when that little wail comes out. It's just that automatic, just grab. You know what I'm saying? Not wail that way. The cry, all right? I thought, how could anybody laugh at that? Watch out. I've got a little stand-up comic in me like your pastor, too, all right? I, I just don't want to ruin the service, okay? Hey Amen, brother? I know, seriously. Where that little baby cries, it's just automatic. Just that mothering instinct is there. How many of you, before that first child, moms, you said, I just don't know if I I'll know what to do? You know, natural. God puts it in you. It's hard to fight. It's an automatic thing from your Creator. Amen. Amen. Motherhood is an honored, exalted position according to the Word of God. Motherhood is a blessed privilege. Moms get the first touch. Moms get the first word. Moms see the first steps. Amen. Moms give the first impressions. For the hand that rocks the cradle... Rules this world. I found a little poem and I adapted it. I thought this would be a good time to just read for moms. It's entitled, I Wish. I wish there were muddy tracks on the floor and a door going shut with a slam. I wish there were thumb marks all over the glass and a hole in my pot of jam. I wish there were dolls and toys to fix, a broken window pane, a little old wagon and worn-out sled out in the storm and rain. I wish there were little stockings to mend and a few little bumps to kiss, a little child to send to school for never a day, dare he miss. I wish there were little children to beg for cookies or raisins or pie. I wish my donuts would travel off the pantry shelf on the sly. But the days of these little tasks are gone, the days with such care oppressed. There's a heartache that only a mother will know when the birds have all flown from the nest. They know not the hours that sometimes are spent. They guess not, these grown-up girls and boys. The mother is silently looking over a box of their worn-out toys. And you can blame me or wonder instead if I long for those old-time joys. Long for the years to turn back again when they were just little girls and boys. Children are a blessing from God. And for all the problems and care, there's just something about moms being a mother. There's just something about having those little feet through the house. Children... Or motherhood is a honored and exalted position. Motherhood is a blessed privilege. But thirdly and finally, I want to say this: mothers are a priceless possession. They are a priceless possession. Proverbs 31, if you go back where we begin, notice in Proverbs 31 and verse number 10, the Bible says and asks the question, "Who can find a virtuous woman? Look at this, for her price is is far above rubies. You know, womanhood in general, but motherhood in particular, mothers are a priceless possession. And it's so sad today to see the devil robbing homes of mothers. He's robbing homes of mothers through abortion and, and family planning. He's robbing our homes today in America of mothers through divorce and bitterness that comes with it. He's robbing our homes today of mothers through careers and selfishness and misplaced priorities. You know, some of the loneliest people I have ever met in life are those that decided the career was better than the kids. And late in life, they got no grandkids. Late in life, they've got no heritage. Oh, they got their money. Oh, they got their travels and the nice car and the nice house, but having a house isn't the same as having a home. And there is something with all the baggage children come with. There is just something about them that fills you, and your grandchildren will fill you in later life. I call grandchildren God's great second chance because none of us as parents did everything right. We just didn't. In the busyness of life, shortage of finances, you don't get a lot of practice being a dad or mom. Amen? Right. Then you come around full circle, and those grandkids show up. And you get to tweak some things and adjust some things that you weren't able to do with your children. And I'm going to tell you, your children love to watch the adjustment. Amen? Amen? I remember we were up in, up in Washington, D.C. about three years ago with Kimberly, our oldest, and then her husband, L.P., I call him Lucky Pierre. I still remember that. He said, what's L.P. mean? It means Lucky Pierre. <laughs> what should I call you, sir? I said, Mr. S. will be just fine. <laughs> to this day, all my son-in-laws call me Mr. S. I'm not interested in patty-caking with you boys, all right? <laughs> I'm just not, all right? But the grandkids come along; they get a little better than them, them son-in-laws. I kind of like them a little more. But we were up there, and we went to a Panera Bread. Kimberly Pierre, and at that time, uh, she had she has her, had her three. She's got her three, but the older two they didn't really care for Panera Bread. And so when we finished Panera Bread up, I looked across the street. I said, "Hey, Natalie, Zachary, we got a McDonald's across the street. Would you guys like that?" "Oh yeah, Grandpa." And so across the street we went. I told. Kimberly and Pierre and Deb. I said, pick us up. We'll be, we'll be ready for pickup in a bit. We'll get something to go. So I got into McDonald's, and I'll never forget. I got in there and looking at the menu. Now, when you were a child in my home, you got two $1 items off the menu. That's it. Two. Two items, $1. Chunk, chunk. You can trade. You can barter with your siblings, but that's it. Six of you, 12 bucks. Chunk. That's it. So I get in there, and I head for the $1 menu. Well, that worked fine until I got a little tug on my sleeve. Little Natalie said, Grandpa, could we get a Happy Meal? I didn't know such things existed. <laughs> and so I got to the counter. I said, well, and she's looking at me. Little. I said, well, let me check on that, Natalie. And so I got up there and the said, I said, my grandkids were asking about a Happy Meal. What's in a Happy Meal? She began to list everything in a Happy Meal. Man, when she got done, I thought, I'd like one for myself. (laughs) Other than the weird demon-possessed toy that goes in those things, everything everything else is phenomenal. I mean, I couldn't believe. I said, that's all you're going to charge. Now, it was over two bucks, all right? I just want you to know. So I I said, you guys good with a Happy Meal? Oh, yeah, Graham. So we brought two Happy Meals. And I'll never forget, as we walked out of that McDonald's, they're each holding their little Happy Meal. Grandpa's got them. The car pulls up. The door swings open. And the first voice I hear is Kimberly. Oh, a Happy Meal, Grandpa. (laughs) That's the first voice I heard was my daughter. Oh, a Happy Meal, Grandpa. All we ever got was those two $1 deals. Oh, she said I could throw up thinking about it now. Those greasy things. I'll just tell you something. Moms, don't you be embarrassed to your mom. Because one of the blessings that comes of being a mom is being a grandmother one day. Y'all with me? And it's a priceless, blessed privilege. And mothers, you are a priceless possession. You bring something to the table that a man can never bring to the table, that tender spirit and that heart of a mother. Y'all with me? Remember Proverbs 4 says, the, the writer of Proverbs said, I was tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. You say, what was dad interested in? My father taught me also, said, basically, keep my commandments and live. (laughs) Y'all with me? That's the logic of a dad. I'm not interested in a dinosaur moment, son. You just obey me, and I'm good with that. You'll be around a little longer. I'll tell you the truth. I never ran to dad for mercy. I was always running from dad. It was mom I was looking for. Moms bring tenderness. Mom bring that other side of the polarity. a marriage y'all with me I'm being I'm being honest that's and that's how God wants it dad represents holiness mom represents love and mercy y'all with me it's just how it is it's how God wires us as it there's rare exceptions but that's that's generally how that operates and my mother was a classy lady mom was the tender one I remember as I said goodbye to step into Gunnery Sergeant Sassnett's car to head down to the United States Marine Corps. Dad was easy to say goodbye to. I couldn't wait to go to prove him how wrong he was and everything he thought I was such a loser on. I couldn't wait to <laughs> prove to him I was gonna be a winner. Dad was a very strict dad. German stock. Believed hard work was the answer. People say, Did you do well in the Marine Corps? I did great. Why? I'd already been there for 18 years. <laughs> That's the truth. I'm not dissing my dad. That's just the way dad was. Dad's favorite saying, if we said, I'm bored, don't ever say I'm bored on a farm. Oh, man, off to work you go. I shook dad's hand and said goodbye. Mom was something else. Remember, she kind of held her head. She wanted to say, I said, Mom, I can't shake your hand. And I just gave her a big old hug. Dad was glad to see me go. (laughs) He was packing my sea bag long before. (laughs) The mother, oh, she wanted her son to stay. And I remember I repaid that. Because when I got saved, I was one of the first persons I shared the gospel with. And one of the greatest honors I had as a young preacher boy was to baptize my mother after she'd been saved. Moms are priceless possession. Moms, don't you go ahead and be intimidated by society. When they say, what do you do? I'm a mom. Amen. 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 Don't you be intimidated by society. Moms are priceless possession. They're the building block of our society. Mothers are, are honored and they're exalted by God. Listen to this, A Mother's Love, and and I want to just read this to you because I thought this was so appropriate. Most of you don't even know this history, but years ago, a young mother was making her way across the hills of South Wales, carrying her tiny babe in her arms when she was overtaken by a blinding blizzard. She never reached her destination alive. When the blizzard had subsided, her body was found beneath the snow, but The searchers discovered that before her death, she had taken off all of her outer clothing and wrapped wrapped it about her little baby. When they unwrapped that child to their great surprise and joy, they found he was alive and well. She had given her life for a child, proving the depths of a mother's love. Years later, that child, David Lloyd George, grown to manhood, became prime minister of Great Britain. Moms, what a place you have. You're priceless in your value. You're honored and exalted by God himself. And you're a tribute to your family. As I close this morning, I want to note this. Two tributes as we close to a mother. The first tribute comes from a president. His name is Teddy Roosevelt, Theodore He said this, When all is said, it is the mother, and the mother only, who's a better citizen than the soldier who fights for his country. The successful mother, the mother who does her part in rearing and training aright, the boys and girls, her to be the men and women of the next generation, is of greater use to the community and occupies, if she only would realize it, a more honorable as well as more important position than any man in it. The mother is the one supreme asset of the national life. She's more important by far than the successful statesman, businessman, artist, or scientist. President Teddy Roosevelt. A tribute to mothers from a president, but the highest tribute, moms, is the tribute to you from the Lord. Go to Luke chapter 1. The highest tribute ever given by God to mothers, we find in Luke chapter 1, in verse 31, where the angel of the Lord addressing this young girl, this young woman, this Mary, says this in verse 31, Luke chapter 1. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name. Jesus, he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and ever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. You know the highest tribute ever paid mothers is from the Lord himself for the Messiah came through a mother. Amen. The one to live the sinless life we could never live. The one to die the sinless death we could never hope to die. To pour out his soul in offering for your sin and for my sin. God chose to send him to this world to do all of that. To send him through a mother. Do not allow society to cow you. Do not allow your own selfish heart to move you away from the blessing God has for women. Motherhood is an honored and exalted position. Motherhood is a priceless possession. Motherhood is a blessing and a blessed privilege today. Amen. You know, as we close, heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I want you to just consider a couple of things. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I want to ask you young people, have you thanked God recently for your mom? If not, you ought to slip out, kneel down where you are, just bow your heart and say, thank you, Lord, for mom. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. You say, well, mom and I aren't doing well. I'm going to just tell you something. You only have one mother in this life. Don't build walls, build bridges. You only have one mother. You have no idea what her background was. You say, well, she hasn't been everything she ought to have been. Well, maybe not, but I'll guarantee you as a child you weren't everything you were supposed to be either. We're all sinners. And if you're saved, you're a sinner saved by grace. The least you can do is thank God for your mom. Husbands, have you honored your wife? Just not today, but... Have you, do you honor of Ladies, have you been deluded into believing there's something better for you out there than being a wife and mother? And if you are a mom today, as we close, are you a saved mom? Are you a godly mom? Are you an unselfish mom? Many daughters have done virtuously, but it should be said of you, mom, you excel them all. Favor may be deceitful and beauty is vain, but may it be said of you, you're a woman that feareth the Lord. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Such a focus today on our Supreme Court. So much so, I think the average person has forgotten there's another court higher than our Supreme Court. Maybe you're here today and you're, maybe you're tuned in online and you're just focusing on the Supreme Court of the United States but you're not saved. Your focus is flawed. You need to recognize there's a higher court. That court's decision will be final as well. And I pray this morning, if you're not saved, you choose life. You choose not only life in this life, but eternal life in the next life. Father, thank you today for this thought. Thank you for our mothers. Father, thank you for how clear your word is on their honored and exalted position. Thank you, Lord. You count them to be a blessed privilege and part of society and an ultimate essential building block in even our nation today. And Lord, of all the tributes, you chose to send your son through a woman and a mother. Lord, I pray this morning for the one who isn't saved that you would speak to their heart, help them to realize though they've been born they need to be birthed again and born again to see your kingdom. May they come to know your son as Savior. And then, Lord, for every single person here that's saved, help us to honor our moms. Help us to hold them in high regard and high esteem. Help them not us not to tear them down, but, Father, help us to build them up as you do. And we ask and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.